So no intro, just the seventh episode, that's it. No, just, just like no intro. Why would you need an intro? We're the podcast, a show yeah, with the no... Podcast. Yeah, the podcast. The show with no real name, but ambitions or something. Yeah, Sorry, and no real hosts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit harsh. Okay, okay, so we, ha- we are real hosts. We are for real, guys, we are for real yeah. and girls. It's a show with nothing but follow-up. Kind of. Exactly. So, so today, follow-up. And I'll let you start with the follow-up then. Okay. <laughs> so this is episode 7. And since, I think, episode 3 or 4, I've had follow-up for episode 2. All right. So it is old news. Um, but I think it might be worth it to bring it up again. Okay. So I came across this article from... David Smith, he's a um, relatively well-known iOS developer. And underscore David Smith. Yeah, underscore David Smith, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> as he's commonly known. I heard an article called Impact of iOS 9 Space Requirements. So in episode two, we mentioned uh, how iOS adoption impacts us as developers. Yes. And we grumbled a little bit about how iOS 7 users didn't update to iOS 8 very quickly. So there's still, um, I think globally, about 10% of users who are not on iOS 8, and iOS 9 is just above the horizon. So one change that they made in iOS 9 is that it takes much less space that you need free to install iOS 9. Which is smart. Yeah, it is. So in iOS like from iOS 7 to iOS 8, you needed 4.6 gigabytes of free space. And with iOS yep. 8 to iOS 9, you need only 1.3 gigabytes. Wow. So, um, underscore David Smith did some um, digging through the data that he has from his apps. So he found that right now, his users, uh, or rather 66% of his users have enough space to install iOS 9, so have like the 1.3 gigabytes, compared to just 37%, like really few people, uh, relatively speaking, who would have enough space to install iOS 8, right? So, so this is a, a big difference. And he, he even, um, sp- he made a chart splitting up between different sizes of iPhones. So the, probably the most popular models of iOS devices are 16 gigabytes, which is pretty terrible, as we've talked yeah. about before. But They're the crappy ones. Yeah, but it's a standard. And so over 50, like 55% uh, have enough space for iOS 9, and less than 20% of people with 16 gigabyte devices have, would have enough space, uh, free space to install iOS 8. So this is a really welcome change. And yep. this should probably make a big difference. But there are a few questions here. First of all, why are they only doing this now? So, yeah. so the problem with, with the space requirement is that they had to think about it in advance. They added the mechanism needed for smaller update sizes in one of iOS 8 point updates so that right. they could do it here with iOS 9. They would mm-hmm. have to think about it in iOS 7, which they didn't, 
to yeah. to to bring like um, better kind of update mechanisms so that this would be possible. And second of all, why are they still selling 16 gigabyte devices? What's more, they still sell iPhone 5C, which comes with only <laughs> this is ridiculous eight gigabytes eight of storage. Gigabytes of storage. Okay. Yeah. And underscore David Smith also has a chart for that. And so 20% of the people have enough space for iOS 9 and zero, zero percent of the people have on the eight gigabyte device, you know, 4.6 gigabytes of free storage needed for iOS 8. So this is ridiculous. Why, why are they still selling it? Okay, cheap Android phones can do it because A, they're cheap. B, they almost always have a slot for an SD card. Exactly. iPhones don't, which is fine for me. But as long as you don't cripple the device with small storage size and 16 gigabytes is pretty bad. And, you know, it, it'll be fine if not for the fact that this is a device that costs $650. It's exactly. A, it's an expensive device. And, and like, they're, they're saving, like, literally... Uh, I think someone did like bill of co- bill of um, you know cost, and the extra sixteen gigabytes would would have cost them like eight dollars or something in parts, right? Yeah, and the thing is that you know we we mentioned also in the previous episodes that uh, Phil Schiller was uh, uh, talking to uh, John Gruber, and yeah. he also was talking about this, and he was saying you know that they have choices you know to to, to uh, about the products, I mean uh, about the components that go into the products and whatnot. I really don't buy it. Uh, the the why they sell uh, sixteen gigabyte devices? It, it's I think the 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 thing is that. You know they are hoping to upsell people to 64 gigabyte so to get the 100 dollars um, that they would get from the upsell yeah. but the problem is that many people wouldn't go with the upsell so they will stick with a 16 gigabyte device and a 16 gigabyte device like in, in like it you know the, the iphone records hd hd video like you will be out of storage very soon i mean really quickly and 60 frames per second hd video it takes a lot of storage exactly i mean my point exactly that's why i have 128 gigabyte iphone and only 64 gigabyte ipad because i i know that uh, i'm recording my my girls i'm recording my own videos i'm 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 doing lots of you know lots of storage and and i want to have all my itunes there so of course, yeah. now they're doing everything in the cloud, the photos in the cloud, the videos in the cloud and whatnot. But still, I think 16 is just a ridiculous, ridiculous uh, number. Right. But it's just really sad because I think long term, it's totally hurting their brands because it's it's not like they're selling some, some cheap hardware. They're selling premium hardware, but it's crippled in, in yes. this way. And yes. a lot of people want to go for a 64 gigabyte model and not just because they don't want to part with another hundred dollars but out of ignorance like they don't they don't realize how bad 16 gigabytes um of storage is i like the analogy that 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 that, uh i think john gruber did was that uh you know before that before like before iphone 6 there would be 16 32 and 64 and the 16 was pretty okay and there was iOS 8, and then was a problem. Yeah. So, like the the 16 gigabyte iPhone before that, before the all HD recording and all these things, were was pretty okay. Now it's the crappy one. Yes. So it's just like literally crappy one. 
Yeah, and it's it's not the only thing like that that Apple does, and I think that ultimately hurts them. They've been selling um, devices with outdated like processors for a long time. So, for yep. example, the iPod Touch, which yes. came with an A5 CPU, which was great for a time in 2011, okay? And for four years, they've kept selling it. And only two days ago, they updated it. From A5 to the latest and greatest A8 processor, which was actually quite surprising because A7 is also pretty great. And, you know, A8 processor and, and the, same, so the same processor and the same camera as iPhone 6. And it right. comes in a, in a $200 device. So it's really a great deal, actually. Uh, if 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 you actually want an iPod Touch, but but the point is the difference in CPU speed between the two models, which look the same actually from the outside, is like six times. Okay, six times. That's a huge huge difference in performance, and they've kept selling the old crap for so long. I I just don't understand. And I have a I have a, a good news for you. Um, it starts with sixteen gigabytes. <laughs> So, yeah. and if, so if, if 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 it does start with sixteen gigabytes, I I'm 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 I wouldn't be surprised if the new iPhone six S would also start with sixteen gigabytes. Uh, and it probably will um, because uh, there are already some leaks um, from like just just parts that are probably going to go into six S um, in the fall, and it looks like yeah. It's going to start at 16 gigabytes. I would send Apple their own Johnny Ive uh, image that we linked up in the, in the episode number five. Yes. Seriously. Seriously. Email Tim yeah. Cook. Yeah, email Tim Cook, exactly. Yeah. So. And, and they also kept selling iPad 2 for, for years. They kept selling iPad mini 1, which is essentially iPad 2 in, in different size Form. for yep. such a long time. I think they still keep selling the MacBook Pro without a Retina display, without an SSD drive, with yep. a stupid DVD. Yeah. It is really, it is a piece of junk. You should not buy it. It is terrible. It was great at its time years ago. It's not now. Don't buy it ever. And it still keeps selling it. And it's called Pro. So what could possibly go wrong? And it's really, it's really terrible because like most of the time, Apple is the kind of company who actually thinks about these kinds of stuff and they, they don't do these, these sort of short-term um, things, you know, things that, that only have short-term gain but in, in the end probably hurt them. But this, they do and they keep doing it. And they, they just don't see how it hurts them. And I'm sure that it does. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, people are complaining about it and we are complaining about it. But really, ultimately, ultimately, there was a decision there, financial decision, I'm sure. You know, put the 16 gigabyte in, put the 64, make people upgrade, make the average selling point, you know, average selling price of the iPhone higher like this. And we will, everybody, everybody will be rich. I mean, and Apple, which is rich already, shouldn't be doing decisions like this. So we expected more of them, but you know, this is what they do. They are a company and they think about the business. I wonder if the fact that they are, they are a public company has a lot of to do with it. I mean, 
Mm. I wonder if they were not like responsible to, to their shareholders, which keep like pressuring them to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to keep showing better and better results, even though no one else shows better results. Um, you know, I, I wonder if that doesn't influence their thinking. I mean, obviously, like it's, you know, money is money, right? But, but, but I wonder if, if they didn't have this pressure that if they don't keep showing amazing, ridiculous um, financial results, you know, the, you know the, their stock price will, will go way down. Um, if, if that wasn't a, a consideration, would they do it differently? Maybe they would. I don't know. Hard to say. But, you know, let's move on from that. Uh, I think we, because we, we, we are beginning to rant here. Just the last um, thought to add to the 16 gigabytes thing. In iOS 9 beta 2, they added something interesting. So when you want to upgrade to a new version of iOS and you don't have enough space, they, they show this prompt uh, like, w- would you like iOS to temporarily um, remove apps from your device? Right. And and it's interesting because, like, if you did it manually, like, first of all, you would have to do it manually, like, uh, delete a bunch of apps to make room for an update. Right. But when you do that, you also remove the app's data from the exactly. device. And here... Like because it's it's a system thing, they can remove the app, the caches, all that stuff. They maybe they can even do it semi intelligently, like based on the apps that you don't use very often, right? Uh, but but they don't delete the actual data. So after you upgrade, it just re-downloads the app from the app store, and that's it, right? Very smart. So so that's cool because yeah, there's there's um, you know the space requirement is lower. And you have your Apple Music, which reduces the need for space. You have your photos in the cloud, same thing. But as long as you have space, you'll fill it, right? And yep. you will never like remove the need for free, like for, for, for freeing up some space to do the upgrade. And this fixes it. But still, I have a problem with that. Why did they only do this now? Because this is a great idea. They should have done it two years ago, okay? This won't help iOS 9 adoption. This will help iOS 10 adoption a year from now. Come on. <laughs> yeah, only Apple can do this. Yes. So the, the, thing is, the thing is that, you know, but, but it's good that, you know, hopefully in the future, we'll have a, we, we developers will have it easier to just support the, the, the latest and the greatest because people will upgrade seamlessly. To the newest version so um i mean this is what we also have to you know consider when we upgrade nosby to make sure that everybody uses the you know newest version of nosby and we do it in several ways but it's really it's really important to keep that in mind because then people complain about the bugs that don't exist anymore or, or have been fixed but they still are they are still on the older version so it's really important to i mean really the the, the latest and the greatest uh is really important <laughs> yes Definitely, um, because ultimately um, it's in users' um, interest, right? Yep. Because it's it's difficult 
just purely from technical standpoint to 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 support new features when you still have to maintain com- compatibility. But yeah, we've mm-hmm. talked about it before. So moving on. Yeah, moving on. Okay, uh, I have some follow up to episode four, um, meta podcasting. All right. Um, so partly it's it's a few comments for the listeners. So uh, since we've, um, you know, since I think episode four or five, uh, Michael has been recording on a different microphone. So it sounds a bit better. Uh, I'm still recording on my Apple earpods, which is probably not ideal. But um, since the last episode, uh, I have figured out how to um, drastically uh, reduce the uh, echo. So right now on your recording, there's very little of Michael. So that's good. That that uh, that should improve the quality of audio. What, what did you do? Um, so basically, I made you quieter. <laughs> so ah. uh, so so the thing is that my my um, earphones, my headphones were just too loud, and like they, right. they, were, they were on a like normal volume for me. And right now you are a bit. Too quiet to be like perfectly comfortable, but the upside is that uh, when I'm not speaking and I'm looking at the audio recording like charts, it's like when I'm not talking, it's almost like nothing. So that's good. All right. Yeah. Uh, also, I think we're getting better at actually speaking. Um, <laughs> definitely send us feedback. But I think we did a pretty good job in episode five compared to the previous ones. It just felt right. like we do less of the ums and you knows and exactly's. Um, I, I still keep hearing myself do it, but much less than before. And I think uh, the conversation is a bit tighter. Um, there's there's some kind of more emotion in in the show, which which <laughs> which is which makes it much nicer to uh, listen to. I think. Right. And. Um, We've been trying to speak a bit more slowly so that we avoid those filler words and, and just saying stupid things. So hopefully we're a bit better at that. Yeah, and uh, it really, if it's really difficult, especially for me, because I am naturally speaking really fast. And You have no idea. Yeah, you have no idea. Yeah, I mean, you haven't listened to me. I mean, if you haven't talked to me on Skype, then you haven't, you know, you know I mean, really. Um, so for me, I have to be really mindful about speaking. I have to be really mindful. But as you said, the upside is we don't use uh, filler words like the ones that you mentioned. So when you try to speak slower, you sound a little bit wiser, maybe. Hopefully. Email Radek. Email me. <laughs> Email Tim Cook. Email Tim Cook, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure you will help. And tell him about the podcast. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> tell him to rate us on iTunes. Exactly. <laughs> Another thing that I want to kind of discuss with you is um, I think we should try a little bit more to experiment with the format of the show. Uh-huh. So uh, right now we've been doing this very much in the accidental tech podcast, hello internet kind of style, like just, you know, two guys talking. Um, And I think it might make sense to to just try um, adding 
some things to change things up and see how, how they work. So um, uh, Jacob Swiduk, which um, our listeners heard you know, his feedback before in episode four, uh, mentioned that uh, you know, we might try with, with like guests maybe or like different okay. segments. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, um, one example in, in Hello Internet, one of my favorite podcasts, um, there are, you know, two guys, they're, they're, they're YouTubers, they make videos, um, and, and they're, they're very kind of different personalities, uh, but, but, mm-hmm. but their podcast works really well. And there are, there are a few, like, kind of weird, but, but also really kind of cool segments. So, for example, Brady, um, he... He, sometimes he likes doing what he calls the plane crash corner. So, so CGP Grey has no interest in that, but for whatever reason, Brady is really into plane crashes and like plane crash investigations. So sometimes, like in, in the middle of the show, he's like, you know what, Grey? It's time for the plane crash corner. And he tells us about the latest plane crash and what he thinks about it. And, and, and it just, it's just this, this kind, of, kind of silly thing uh, right, and it it is sort of different from the rest of the show. I mean, obviously, the show is is really like ours. It's about what 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 they're into, right? But it it kind of, in some way, it doesn't fit. But it also makes it kind of more interesting because it's right. like, what a curious idea! Let's talk about plane crashes. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so I, I I you know, right now I, I don't have a like a very specific idea about what we should try. And like the plane crash corner is something that naturally occurred to Brady on one of the episodes, so it's it's a sort of thing that that just naturally happens. Uh, but I think we should be kind of a, a bit more um, mindful or, or or like open okay. to that, and and like look out for opportunities to maybe do something different. You're right. What do you think? It's a good idea. No, I, I is. It's just, it's, this perfectly encapsulates the feedback that I had from uh, one of the friends of the show uh, and one of Nosby users. Uh, and, and she said that uh, she was expecting more productivity tips and tricks. Yeah. So I thought, yeah, that's actually a good idea. Let's, so, I mean, following what you just said, we can do a productivity corner, you know, yeah. and, and just uh, give a productivity tip that we just implemented or we just thought about at this moment. So one of the uh, things, uh, so, so seriously, uh, in the episode six, we talked about the Pomodoro technique and, uh, yes. and about uh, the, uh, how I implement it, how you implement it, and uh, how it helps us get more done. Uh, we didn't do it as a productivity corner, but it was, a, I mean, it was like a segue. But on the other hand, I, I thought about her feedback back then. So I wanted to elaborate more on that and really make it you know, a, a fragment of the show. Yes, uh, I, I think the way we did it in the previous episode worked well because we didn't intend um, to talk about Pondora technique. It just was part of the conversation. So exactly. it's, it's this sort of style that we've been doing it. But maybe, just maybe, we could try out like, you know, we have our topics and have our conversations, but from time to time, it's time for Michael's productivity corner or something like that. <laughs> right? and, exactly. and, and just like latest... And greatest tip or idea from Michael or whatever. I mean, I really don't know, but, but that's the thing. We probably should um, experiment, experiment a little bit with it, especially now that 
we're only beginning doing it. We're, we're not terribly good at it. We don't have any mm-hmm. experience. The, the show is fresh. It's new. So it's probably like if there ever is a good opportunity to experiment with the format during the show, it's now when it's, it's young and, and not like mature, when it doesn't have a, a format that everyone knows and understands and expects. Exactly. Yeah, totally. More feedback? Um, not for me. Okay, moving on. Moving on. So um, I was thinking that uh, about you know my class productivity tips and tricks. I was I was thinking that we could actually do a if if it since it's a follow up episode anyway uh, to do a follow up on the uh, on the meetings that we have because we as you know we work from home so um uh, everybody in Osby we are twenty plus people everybody works from home. We don't have an office. You can email us, but if you show up at our doorstep, there is nobody to greet you. Sorry. So uh, we do company-wide meetings and uh, we talked about them a little bit, uh, but I think we could go more into detail to, to show how we, we've done it. I mean, because we are right now preparing ourselves for the September meeting and we could talk about a, lot, a, a little bit about, you know, about that. So for example, um, one of the things, um, I, I can already f- see that, uh, you know, in a company that is remote, that we hardly see each other, uh, a meeting every year is not enough. So um, so this is one of the tips. Uh, so ha- every half a year, I think for the whole company, I think it works pretty well. Um, we will tell you more about it after, after September, but, uh, but the, we did last fall the meeting, then we did the meeting in April and now September again. So I think this works pretty well. Now, if you could tell me how your development me- developer meeting, geek meeting uh, went, because uh, you were on a you know dev meeting, uh, please tell, please please explain more how how I mean what it was and why you chose to have it. Yeah, so um, I, I I I don't know if if the question why we chose to have it is a good one because I I, I think as far as I remember the way it turned out is that. We decided that well, so far we haven't done enough of these reunions. I think that's a nice word, reunion. Reunion, okay. And so I think immediately after the April reunion, we thought it would be a cool idea to schedule just right off the bat. Let's schedule a reunion for the dev team. Uh, I, as far as I remember, that's how it went. So we didn't have a, like a very pressing, concrete issue to to discuss. We just had things that slowly accumulated since April mm-hmm. and since, you know, more time, but, but we just didn't talk about it in April. And that was an opportunity to talk about that stuff. So just for, uh, I mean, so just to clear it out. So developer meeting of NOSB team was a meeting of designers, developers, and, and, and testers and product manager. I wasn't there, the support, uh, so I wasn't there, the marketing team wasn't there, and uh, uh, so I'm, I'm the marketing team with my assistant, yes, that, uh, so the marketing that, team wasn't there, and, and this customer support team wasn't there. Yes, that's, that's the joke. Um, when, we, when Michael says the marketing team, he, mean, he means himself. Uh, no, not really. Now we have, uh, mm, come on, we have more people now in marketing team. We have Magda, we have the uh, video guy, we have right now the social media guy. We're working on it. So the marketing team is getting bigger. That's why I'm saying marketing team, because I don't want to be just me there. 
Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, you used, <laughs> used this expression before when it was pretty much only you. I mean, sure, yeah, um, I know. Magda definitely helped out on stuff, but it was mostly you. Right. So, anyway, so, yeah. So, 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 so by development, we we don't mean just programmers. We mean like the people who make the product, like uh, exactly. in a you know direct way. So, um, how how did it go? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was really nice. We um, we rented a couple of uh, apartments. Uh, so um, yeah, we, we we shared. Uh, there was there was ten of us. Uh, two two of the guys uh, were from Warsaw. So they just, you know, every morning they just took a bus or whatever uh, to the place we were. We were in a hotel, so we were in, in two, like, apartments. And, you know, every morning after breakfast, we would go to the bigger one and just talk about our stuff, right? Um, um, most of us had some topics to discuss. So um, it was most, like, there, there were a few more urgent or timely uh, topics to discuss, but most of them were, were mostly like more long-term planning, like the things right. that we... Strategic. Yeah, the, the things that we think we need to improve on. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, basically we just shared ideas, um, talked through them. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure how, how, how much into... Details I should go because it's it's really not terribly um, interesting when you when you don't don't know the context. Yeah, but uh, the, 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 the the I mean some of the points. So the the, the developer meeting was uh, for three days only. Yes. Uh, right, and then the thing is that you I mean most of you stayed in two apartments, uh, which um, which is cool for bonding. Like like you know not 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 everybody stays in one room, but you stay like in apartments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's it's cool for bonding and. It's of course uh, cheaper, um, but 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 I think mostly it's 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 a cool bonding thing. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, you know it was very much uh, on purpose. Um, I'm 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 not sure exactly what was like the price difference, but but it was definitely uh, cool for us because you know um, it it wasn't just like it, like everyone in like individual hotel rooms or something, and and then exactly. it's only like during part of the day that we get to like chat with each other. Because you know, for the most part, we really like each other, and it's 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 a nice opportunity to 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 bond, and and not just during strictly work stuff when we you know when when we share um, a hotel apartment. So it was nice. And uh, after you know uh, talking and discussing urgent and non-urgent matters, you could grab a beer and yeah, of course something. dine together, you know, and go out. So. Uh, so I think it was also uh, very good on the, per as you said, on the personal level to bond with uh, with the team. We have uh, we had I think one new teammate who, who we haven't seen before. Uh, I still haven't yes. seen him. Uh, so um, I mean, seen, I have seen him on Skype, but I haven't seen him in person. Yeah. Uh, so so I think I think it was good for that. And compare that to our you know um, uh, uh, bi yearly uh, company wide meeting. Uh, this one it's a. Uh, it's usually scheduled for uh, for a week, and actually, after the feedback from from the spring meeting, we are going to extend it from Monday to Sunday. The idea is the idea being from Monday to Friday we basically do work and bonding, and then on Saturday we have a casual day that we just go out and I don't know do something, uh, visit something. I don't know. I mean, just totally non-work kind of day. To, to bonds together and on Sunday everybody leaves 
So this is the, the idea for the, for the meeting on, uh, in September now. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Exactly. So one, and another idea for the, um, and, and how the meeting went, uh, like the spring, for example, meeting, was that uh, we discussed it in, in the previous show, but I want to highlight it. So in one of the previous company-wide meetings, um, we allowed uh, you know, partners to join. But then we decided... Yeah, uh, we discussed this in, in episode five, I think. Exactly. So when partners are not there, it's just, uh, you know, it was better for, for, for the team to bond. And uh, every day was like this, that from, uh, from, the, from, uh, from breakfast to lunch, I would have individual chats with people. Uh, I would play pool with them, basically. So I'll have individual chats with people and the people would work in the conference room in their teams or you know, discuss things they would like to discuss. Then after lunch, we would do presentations or discussions uh, for the whole company. Yeah, uh, that's, that's one thing that I really, I guess, enjoyed. Uh, like I, 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 I've grown to I really like the presentation format because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have usually some some things to talk about and to complain. I mean, yeah, 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 sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and the presentation uh, is is a good format for that because it's it's easier to to like share your thoughts in a in a coherent way, and like in between you can you can add slides with like cat videos or emojis or whatever. So exactly. so, so so that's useful. And uh, I, I I kind of I kind of wish that um, that that we did more of that during those reunions. And what I mean by that is that uh, there were some people, um, especially like last year, uh, that, that, that didn't like do anything, like any presentation. Yeah. And I think they, they had some, some, some things, some ideas, some knowledge to, to share. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think we, we should do more of that during the reunions to kind of learn from each other. Uh, like yeah. both learn in terms of like, here's how I do certain things and also share thoughts, ideas, complaints. Sure. Yeah. No, as you said, I mean, it's, it's, and, and also, um, in this, cause it's, it's informal. I mean, I mean, it's formal, yeah, informal. Yeah. We are in the company. So actually, uh, the presentation format is good because we can interrupt you by with questions already, you know, yeah. and, and, and then it's like all these slides provoke us to, you know, discuss things directly. And um, uh, so what we did also, we recorded them actually using uh, the best camera in the world, my iPhone 6 Plus. And then I put the, 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 the presentations on the internet. You we won't link to them, I'm sorry. These are our internal stuff, but we actually link them in our wiki and we have them there. So for new people to join the team, they can actually go through these presentations and see uh, what we discussed in the last meetings. I seriously doubt that any of those video like presentation reco recordings were watched by anyone. I know. I mean, it, it kind of That's would sad. make sense maybe for some of them, like for new em employees, um, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, and just the other day, uh, we, we, uh, we introduced a new, a new team member and I, I actually explicitly asked Magda to send him the video, yeah. you know, the intro video from, from our spring meeting to just so that they understand more what, because it was the intro video, it was by me and it was like more about what we are, where we are, where we stand, what we are where we are going next. So I think it would be pretty useful for, 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 for him to actually watch it. Yeah, I, I think maybe the problem with that is that those presentations, I think, uh, were pretty long because, yeah, right. you know, because of the format that we're all in the same place and we all know each other and there's a lot of like 
like interruptions, uh, like questions yep. and, 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 and like feedback uh, in real time. Um, those are not usually like, you know, nice, coherent, short to the point presentations that, that, nope. that, that you see like on conferences or something. Though actually so, most, this, most conferences are, are, are also pretty terrible at that. Exactly. So, I mean, but there's, there's, that's not the point. As you said, the point is to start a conversation with a presentation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So that's sense. that's the that's you know so that, that's the thing we did one of the best one of the best practices. So um I'm, I'm, I I think we'll we'll keep recording the videos next time, but I'm not sure if we'll post all of them or we'll decide. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. But uh, but as you said, it's good that we have this format. So one of the things actually one of the feedback that I got from um, uh, uh, the spring meeting was that uh, we still have to learn to unplug. Because uh, uh, one of the one of my problems with the team meeting was that still lots of people, including you, <laughs> were glued to the smartphones, and uh, and uh, some of the people would just uh, and, and and for example, uh, the the customer support uh, team was rep- reply- replying to emails also during our team you know um, team presentations, and I actually told them that I would take their laptops away if they I- don't stop. I think the customer support team was much worse at it than I was yeah, because I, I was just, you know, browsing Twitter when I was bored and, and they actually did the work. So, exactly. you know, that, that's cool that they're doing the work, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, de- the development team and like the rest of the company, like those reunions are proactive in that we made a lot of decisions, et cetera, but we don't really do any work there. Yeah. The, and, then, and again, the, what, I, what, I, what I explained to the team was, I mean, everybody. We are here right now. Next time we are together, in the, I mean, in the same, uh, more or less in the same team, will be in half a year. So just use the time that you have, and you know, and and people, but especially, especially in these presentations, we wanted feedback from the, everyone. So yes. if somebody is doing the work and you know working we will not get their feedback. And then they would say, oh, I didn't know about it or, or whatnot. They should be present. So, so being mindful and being present was kind of a problem. Yeah, um, I, I don't fully agree. I mean, I, I definitely, um, I, I don't think that actually trying to do the real work like the customer support team did, uh, I, I don't think that was really helpful. I mean, I understand they have emails to reply to, but it's, it's not really helpful when people have presentations to make. Uh, but, but like in, in my defense, like with, uh, uh, <laughs> with, with me sometimes being distracted and browsing Twitter, etc. you know, you, you, I think you have to appreciate the fact that um, not everyone is, is, is very extroverted. And right. e- even though I like, you know, I, I, I love the time spent with my coworkers, sometimes uh, I just need some time kind of away distracted because it's, it's you know, as much as I enjoy the process, um, it is exhausting. All right. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, um, my point also being that, for example, uh, the, the customer support team had the time, like, for example, in the, you know, before lunch to do the, you know, the emails. And, yeah. um, and uh, so they could really do it wisely. And later they did. So after, yeah, so, so they improved. Uh, but uh, I mean, I don't want to, you know, blame them, but I want to just say that in this world, connected world, we have to be more mindful when we are present with other people, you know, that still we have to be reminded, okay, that, you know, we should cherish the moment, the times that we have right now, because we are here present, you know, and physically, 
and uh, and the next time will be like that will be you know months to come yeah definitely i mean i i, I think it's a bit different um in in the environment we were at during our reunions because mm-hmm. the, the things you mentioned were uh, during the time when we spent in the conference room so it's like right. everyone sitting around the, the table like mostly just sitting still for hours it's right. you know it's it is the kind of environment where where you, you can't expect everyone to stay focused, you know, all, all the time. Because like we didn't really have that problem after you know sort of after hours when right. you would go to the um, you know to the pool table and sort of like like you wouldn't see people just drowned in in um, in their phones there, right? right? And uh, but 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 about that uh, idea like learning to to disconnect. Something I, I I definitely noticed myself doing um, probably too much is like on the weekends or like in the evenings after hours. It's just it's just tempting for me to like oh let's see what's what's happening on Slack. That's our um, uh, company chat or like let's see if there are some new there's some new activity some new comments on Nosby right? right and it just it's just really tempting to do it because there's this unread badge glaring at you and it's like right, right in front of like right on, on the home screen and sometimes it, it is useful but you know it, it's it's kind of difficult to resist the temptation and it's probably not very healthy because like come on it's it's after hours it's a weekend like why, why am i doing this why am i mm-hmm. like distracting myself from things that are actually around me or other you know non-work but potentially practice things that i could be doing right or, or you know or something else, maybe spending, you know, time with other people, or, or you know, exercising or whatever. Like, why, why am I checking this stuff, right? It's like with 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 uh, you know, with people glued to you know back in the day, glued to their blackberries and always replying to emails and just being on top of emails all the time. Yeah. And because we don't use email so much, then we are not actually that much on email. But yeah, but we have Slack, we have uh, Nosby comments. I mean, we have these things coming. Um. Yeah, but for example, in my case, I was thinking about because um, because I remember that and I, in this moment when I have to wait for somebody or wait for something, uh, I pull out the phone and start just mind mind mindlessly browsing Twitter or browsing yeah. Facebook, or browsing RSS feed, and and I for example um, decided to um, to uh, I mean as as we we discussed that I'm blogging every day now, uh, so what happens is that I just start writing drafts of thoughts of blog posts in my writer so instead of ah. i'm trying to change my habit that when i pull out the phone instead of you know pressing the twitter icon i press the one writer icon and i you know and i start writing so in this way i i uh i do something creative you know sometimes i just journal you know just but yes. but you know i'm trying to change my habit from mindlessly browsing stuff incoming information to put my thoughts on paper. I mean, not on paper. I mean, put my thoughts out yeah. and I love it. I, I, when I can do that, I'm really later proud of myself. Plus I feel better because thoughts are out put somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I also quite recently made a few changes on my iPhone. So I deleted Twitter from my phone. No way. Really? It, it's, it's gone. It's, it's not on my it. phone. Really? Seriously? I could show you, but never mind. Uh, because I, I just 
I just found myself doing exactly this. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm walking back from wherever I'm in the elevator and like there's like 30 seconds of boredom and yep. what's my natural instinct? Oh, I'll pull my phone. And what's on my phone that's most interesting for quick dige digestion? Twitter. Twitter. And it's not healthy. Uh, it's, um, you know, wow. I'm, 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 I'm building a habit that's mindless, that's uh, useless. And it's, it's not healthy for my brain. And yeah, it, it's, it's just when you have this on your phone, it's too easy uh, or rather, it's too hard to resist the temptation to, mm -hmm. to, to fill the moments of boredom. And probably um, a little bit of boredom is, is healthy for, for the brain. So, um, yep. so I deleted Twitter from my phone. I still obviously have it on my Mac and on my iPad, but not on my phone. Uh, so so I, I don't do it in like situations where I'm not actually like sitting somewhere actually, you know, let's browse Twitter there. Uh, and also, like another thing, if not Twitter, then I, I found myself like, let's see my email. And I, I, I get very few emails from people, but I like, you know, human beings, but I still get yeah. a, a lot of like, uh, you know, notifications and, and um, newsletters or, or some, right. you know, so, so I would just check them and, and maybe like mark some things as, as read or like move them to our archive. But it, it also felt like a, a rather... Um, useless and unhealthy habit so I, I didn't delete the mail app from my phone because that would be pretty difficult to do actually <laughs> you, you can't just delete it on ios uh, but i moved it from my dock to the folder in the second page and i replaced the spot on the dock with the notes app so so in, instead of mindlessly uh, you know right. having the mail app there i have a better shortcut for note-taking, which I mentioned before in the previous episode, I think. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I use the OneWriter application to write. I really love it. It's, um, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, anyway, I recently wrote on my blog post, uh, on my blog, uh, the apps I recommend, so I, I will, we will link to that as well. Uh, but, and with that, I, I, I started to journal, and for journaling, I created a, a, actually a, a nice template for myself. Templates? I actually created well templates. Hmm? What do you mean by template? I'm, I'm curious about that. Okay, um, but we're really late. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we should discuss templates in the next episode. Yeah. But yeah, and I, I did. Yeah, and journaling. So we'll discuss journaling and templates in the next episode. But really, um, I have blog templates, and that's why it helps me really uh, write blog posts more efficiently. Mm. But yeah, as you said, having a, a creative app, like when you put stuff in, you know, and out of your system, out of your brain, it's more mindful than mindless blowing, browsing Twitter and stuff. So totally. That's a very positive note to end the show. Exactly. So um, please mindfully uh, rate us on iTunes and put <laughs> You're comments. You're the worst. <laughs> I know. I know. You're right. Well, anyway, um, please send email to Radek in please case you have uh, suggestions. Uh, you can email me as well, but yeah, I might not reply. No. Um, Anyway, thanks for uh, listening and thanks, Radek, for, for chatting about all this. Yeah. Always <laughs> good to chat. Bye. Bye.